You want to find and keep your tribe of raving fans. I want to support that journey. This is the Digging Deep Podcast with your host, Justin Lamb of 360 Media. I explore ways to help you build a more attractive business that finds and keeps your tribe of raving fans. Hey everybody, this is Justin Lamb and you're listening to episode one for season two of Digging Deep, where I help business owners build better businesses. Uh, And today I wanted to uh, wish you guys all a happy new year. I know I've taken a little bit of a hiatus and that was really to regroup. Lots of things going on and I'm excited to let you guys know that uh, 360 is really starting to branch off and uh, build another leg of our business and that is our tactical program. Uh, This has been in the works for quite a number of years actually. you know, part of what uh, has happened is uh, over the course of, of my entrepreneurial career, I spent a lot of time in the self-development, marketing, and business space. And, you know, uh, for those who do know and who, those who have been following along, I've, I've owned and operated a bunch of different businesses. Some some did well, some didn't. Um, you know, I lost some money. Uh, I gained a lot of money and I have a wealth of experience. And I've, I've done a lot of different things that I think entrepreneurs, you know, go through on a day-to-day basis, uh, but not necessarily be able to tie it all together. And for me, uh, that has been the biggest part of my journey is, you know, trying to find meaning and trying to find how everything tangibly fits together. Um, because I'm a person who can't just fully accept things for just the way they are. I kind of have to explore and I kind of have to adopt and understand um, sort of the science uh, behind it and, you know, I'm, I'm a person who doesn't um, preach something that he doesn't practice. And so for the most part, I, I spend a lot of time in exploration. And I think that some of the, the people who are listening here will think, well, you know, why would you want to reinvent the wheel when a lot of these people are uh, successful? And, you know, for me, it's not just about the knowledge, it's about the application and why it's important. Uh, and so, you know, developing the tactical program, which stands for totally accountable uh, coaching that impacts choices and lives. Um, it was really important for me to be able to create a system uh, that I could uh, repeatedly produce results, um, consistent results, uh, and, and be able to help uh, other people on the journey that I was on you know, for, for the past two decades. Um, and so when I finally got to th- got 360 to a point where it was automatable, where I really didn't have to spend time in the day-to-day and that uh, my wonderful central coordinator, Laura, uh, those who know know her, um, you know, she's, she's an absolute gift to us. Um, and she really does help run this entire studio. Uh, and, and I'm forever grateful for that. Um, you know, and she, she has really adopted the philosophies and culture of, of our business. And so, you know, she, uh, extends my very personality and nature to all of those that we touch, including our team and our clients. Uh, and, you know, as such, it's allowed me to free up another um, you know, portion of my brain so I could focus on really trying to help other people attract and keep their tribe of raving fans. Um, you know, and, and we've had the really great fortune of being able to weather through this uh, last storm that many of us entrepreneurs have been undergoing. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, you know, 360 is a uh, photography and videography studio uh, where we focus on everything from events um, all the way down to corporate marketing and uh, video. And so, 
what happened was is in the early part of COVID, everybody decided to pull back. Uh, all events basically came to a standstill. Um, and overnight, we'd uh, lost almost all of our revenue, um, especially uh, in, the, in the early stages. And so, you know, at the time, um, you know, after we got over the, uh, the initial shock and panic, um, we, I spent the time to really reflect and decided that I think it was time that I really brought all the things that I'd learned in the past and be able to aggregate all of that and coagulate that into a proper program. I mean, uh, prior to that, I'd been coaching people on an individual basis and, you know, I'd formalized some things, but not a lot of things. And so I really focused and hunkered down um, to, to fully focus that program, um, you know, and, and put it into development. It wasn't really planned on being launched right away. It was meant to be the final sort of leg for a 360. Um, and, you know, in 2019 and 2018, when, you know, 360 really hit full autonomy, um, you know, I was starting to dedicate my time and effort there. Um, and so because of all of this, uh, I've accelerated it all. Um, you know, I put real wheels to it. We're, we're almost finished developing the website. Uh, I'm putting together my first online courses and those people who are looking for coaching, um, you know, we're, I'm still doing those one-on-one -on -one coaching at this point um, and, you know, developing that community. And, you know, part of this community is here on this podcast. Uh, and, you know, I'm so excited for those people who are tuning in. I really do hope you're getting value because it is uh, my absolute drive and mission to impact millions of people across North America um, who are in the business space, um, you know, and, and ultimately the reaches beyond. Because for me, it's, I really want to relieve the stress for uh, a lot of the entrepreneurs. I want to give them more clarity about their brand, about their business, you know, what are they serving? Because ultimately what I want to do is um, relieve that stress so that they can impact the communities. Uh, and the communities are really what I'm after. I really want to have a better world, a better place, people who are more conscious, uh, better parents to our children, um, you know, because I see that so many of us are chasing uh, the dream, um, but leaving everything else behind. And, you know, at first when I was young, I chased the dream and I realized uh, pretty shortly after uh, getting married and having kids that, um, you know, chasing the dream was only a part of the equation. But when you have a new child and you're exploring the communities around you and you realize, you know, there's, there's so much more around you and that your child is going to be living in the legacy that we leave behind. Um, I realized that I really wanted to focus on making my community better. Uh, and that meant, you know, being uh, a good person, continually to be a good person, to teach my daughter to be a good person. Um, but I also realized that the backbone of our community, especially now during COVID, I've realized this so much more, uh, or at least it's become more apparent that, uh, you know, the, the small mom and pops, uh, small businesses that make up our communities really are, are the backbone. I mean, we have, we have large institutions and don't get me wrong. I love large institutions. Amazon uh, is great for a lot of things, uh, but the mom and pops are what give the community character. And it's nice to see, you know, when a company, uh, you know, a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, a small business are able to support their communities by uh, community involvement, um, by supporting local groups, uh, by community initiatives, uh, you know, that make our communities just much more enjoyable to live in. And so I really decided that uh, my focus over the next five to 10 years is really about my community. 
um, you know, all the businesses that I can possibly serve here and all across North America. Uh, and, and by its very nature, impact the people and lives around them. So I want to impact millions, millions of people um, through this podcast, through uh, my work, and eventually through online courses. Uh, I want to relieve that uh, stress and improve the clarity for um, all the people that we touch. And, and hopefully by that very nature that uh, you guys are all going to go and impact the communities around you in a positive manner, um, because I really want our kids and I want our world to be a better place. Um, and, and if I could leave that legacy, I think that would make me extremely happy. So if you listen to this podcast, uh, if you're a part of my community, I really, really want to thank you. Uh, it, it means so much to me that you're taking the time to listen and that you're taking the time to uh, hopefully improve your business, uh, improve your community around you, uh, be a better outstanding citizen, um, you know, investing in your local um, charities or your local organization, local sports team, um, you know, to really help make this community a better place uh, for, for all of our children to grow up in. And so um, one of the reasons why I think uh, uh, this break was really important for me was because I really wanted to focus on, you know, what do I want to do uh, and how does this podcast serve all of you? Now, for those people who've been tuning in for season one, thank you so much. I really do appreciate uh, your patronage. And as if you uh, remember, I spent most of my season one kind of really kind of getting into podcasting. And the whole premise was to be consistent. And I was, I did really well. I managed to do uh, one a week, every week, uh, regardless of how hard and how tired I was, I managed to do it. Uh, I held myself accountable to that. And um, you know, what, what transformed was amazing. Uh, I made some new connections. Um, I learned a bunch of stuff. Uh, I was able to share some of my own insights, um, as well as pick the brains of some of the uh, industries that are around me, some of the people that uh, I value and the people that I uh, truly look up to and, and enjoy working with on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, and I hopefully through those dialogues and conversation, you were able to get some maybe inspiration, a little key piece of uh, information that might've helped your business. Um, and so this season, I'm going to focus on you as an entrepreneur. Uh, and so a lot of, I think these are going to be uh, monologues. So unfortunately, you're going to have to hear my voice and um, hopefully you don't get tired of it before the end of the year. Uh, I'm going to try to find some guests that are going to fit some of these topics, but I really want to take you on a journey. I want to discuss some topics that maybe, uh, you know, sit in your head or that you've run across and not sure how to implement. And I really wanted to kind of flesh that out and, you know, explore some of those things with you and hopefully that you're going to find some value in that. Now, for me, it's uh, really all about, you know, serving and providing some, some value there. And, you know, if you're curious and you want to dig deeper, um, you know, something more custom for you, um, you know, please feel free to reach out, um, you know, more than happy to coach, um, you know, uh, it's starting to get long as a, as, as a client list. So I want to make sure that uh, if you're interested, uh, you know, contact me early uh, and, and hopefully we can get uh, working together. Um, you know, but if not, uh, you know, maybe, maybe you'll be a patron of some of the courses that I'm going to have coming out this year. Um, you know, and hopefully that uh, they're going to be able to serve you uh, nonetheless. And when, when all things are back up and running, I'm, I'm likely to hold workshops and conferences. So uh, hold on to your britches and um, you know, we're in for a ride. And so today I'm really going to just uh, touch on a small uh, piece and, you know, that is, um, you know, what 
we are as humans. And, and this is the starting point for a lot of things. And the reason why I want to start here is because, um, you know, business is great and I can give you tactics in business, but what I want to kind of predicate all of that is, you know, the mindset. And, you know, if you've ever been to a self-development workshop, if you've ever been to, uh, or write business books, you know, we, you're, you, they always have a component on mindset and, you know, it's really hard when we're reading these books to encompass all of that uh, into a, uh, a book or at least a section of a book, but give it enough girth so that you can really take it um, and run with it. And I think that's the, the problem is, is, you know, we get these little nuggets, but, you know, trying to implement them slowly feels like it's such a chore. Um, so I want to kind of start right at the very beginning and, and you know, this month I'm going to really focus on um, you know, what we are as human beings and how that sort of dictates our behavior and some of the things that uh, occur around that. So today uh, I'm gonna to talk about humans as a social being. Now, uh, humans, um, as when, when we're born um, as, as, a, as a, a species, uh, we are a herd uh, kind of species. So we're not an individual a species that, that lives on its own, that lives its life cycle on its own. Um, we live in a herd, um, you know, we, we thrive on being a part of a pack. Um, you know, it's, it's the collective uh, of, of our uh, social circles that really allowed humans to thrive, um, you know, because, you know, if you think of us as babies, we don't have a lot of defense mechanisms. Um, you know, we don't have claws, we don't have fangs, like we're, we're pretty useless when we're born. Uh, and so, you know, the power and the the advantage that humans have is, you know, that that ability to to gather as a community and to thrive as a community. And so, uh, being part of a herd is super important. And you know, what I think a lot of people uh, don't necessarily realize is that, you know, even if you feel like a outcast in your current social circle, that you are not really an outcast. You just haven't found the right herd that embodies everything that you do, but your herd is out there. Um, you know, and it, it takes time for you to, you know, figure out what it is that you want, the things that guide you. And one of the things I really wanted to talk about today is, um, you know, what that herd really is about, um, you know, as a survival mechanism, having this herd allows us to do things in, you know, together, um, you can hunt together. It's more effective when you're hunting together, when you're farming, when you're protecting one another, when you're trying to protect your young, um, you know, it's, it's easier when you do it. And, you know, part of that herd is, you know, it's, it's having a common goal, common thread that bonds you. And so, you know, the herd that you're in when you're born as a family is the, the herd that you're kind of stuffed in. And so, you know, when you grow up with this herd, you're adopting all the, um, the, the characteristics, the things good or bad, um, you know, that belong within this herd that you're, you're in, this community that, you know, you're fostered into. And so you're developing everything by association. And when you're developing these things by association, that doesn't necessarily mean that your associations are right or that they're wrong. It's, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. And if we look at that from that way, um, you know, what one herd thinks is right, another herd might think it's wrong. You know, uh, simple things like religion, um, you know, the way we drive, the, you know, the things that we eat, you know, things that we deem poisonous or deem taboo. Um, you know, each 
culture, each herd, um, each micro community has their own associations of what is right and what is wrong. Um, and so when you're in this herd, you've adopted all of these associations, you've assimilated them. And as you navigate through the world and you expand your consciousness, um, you start to sift through some of that stuff. Now, some people go through their entire lives and really don't sift much more than, you know, than, than the very surface level. So, you know, they kind of stay the same. They, they live in the same town. They don't progress. Um, they live a very, uh, predictable life that you know maybe their parents would live uh, and then there's some people who want to stretch and want to go and and be enlightened and and stretch and go farther and you know what happens is is as you stretch and you grow um oftentimes you're going to grow beyond the herd that you're currently at and you know that's a scary thing because if you think about it is when you start to differ in your herd um there are a lot of ways that the herd tries to go, whoa, 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 wait a second. You're, you're a little bit different from us now. You're changing. And, you know, that's a dangerous thing. From an evolutionary standpoint, you know, you're going you're gonna to stick out like a sore thumb and somebody's going to kill you. Um, and so in order, uh, or you're going to attract attention and somebody's going to come after us. So the herd's mentality at that point is really to kind of kick you into conformity. Right, they 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 pull you down. They do things um, to to bring you back to that base level norm, so that you're fitting in within the herd. Um, and so, when you're trying to break free from this herd, uh, you're often met with heavy resistance, especially for those people who love you, uh, and they don't see it as that they're they're kicking you to the curb, even though it might feel that way. They're they're just trying to protect you, and they want to make sure that you're safe in that bubble. Uh, and so. You know, it's oftentimes that struggle when you're trying to jump from one herd to another, uh, that that you're in this place where you feel very alone, right? And you know, you're you're being you're being estranged by this herd because they don't want you really with them if you're gonna be like that, because you're gonna attract problems and you're gonna you're gonna attract predators to this herd. And and that's scary for them. And so either they're gonna try to kick you into conformity or they're gonna exile you from there and you're gonna distance yourself from there. And so when you're alone for that little while, it feels really lonely. Uh, and I know this firsthand, I went through that. Uh, very much so in the early parts of my my life, and and that that sort of branded me as the black sheep of my family. But I really did realize that I wanted more. Uh, I didn't want a safe job. I really wanted to to explore, and I wanted to see what my potential was. Um, and of course, I ended up choosing entrepreneurship, and you know that that had its own challenges. Um, you know, and and for a long time, I was in limbo. I mean, I was trying to search for that herd uh, of people. And when you're really young and you're entrepreneur and entrepreneur wasn't sexy at the time, there are not a lot of people who are doing entrepreneurship. Um, it was really difficult to find a tribe. It was really difficult to find that next herd to try to jump into. And so when you finally find a herd that you're trying to jump into, you're going to be met with a new resistance, right? And so, you know, here's the other part of that equation. So now that, you know, you're sort of exiting your herd and you've kind of like looking around, you find a new herd, you want to enter a herd. Well, that herd has never seen you before. And so, you know, you're still different from that herd, um, you know, even though that you might find commonality. So it's up to you to, to work your way into that herd. And of course, you're going to start to learn and adopt uh, that herd's mentality. You're going to start to be assimilated. And that's why, you know, the, the phrase goes, if you show me your five closest friends, I can show you what your future looks like. Because the people who are around you, what you surround yourself with, um, really becomes the byproduct of what your life looks like because you know you start to adopt those 
those actions. And unless you have a really strong will um, to propel and move on, you're you're going to either be kicked around, um, you know, either pushed out of your herd or, you know, be resisted for you coming into this herd until you've adopted that mentality. So if this is a high performing herd um, and you want to enter it at first, if you're not a high performing herd, they're going to look at you and they're going to hold you accountable. So either you come to play or they exile you, they could just keep kicking you out. So what you do is you end up elevating your standards and, you know, you start to perform at a higher level and eventually they see that you're, you're performing at a level that they think is acceptable and they're going to adopt you into this herd. And of course, now you're playing at a new level. And again, depending on who, what your personality is like, you might want to continue jumping. Maybe you want to jump to another herd, uh, a bigger herd, um, a stronger herd, or you might want to jump to a more loving herd. Um, maybe, you know, whatever that herd might be. Uh, every time that you enter and exit a herd, you're going to be met with resistance. And so, you know, if you're out there and you're you're feeling alone, um, you know, persevere through it and and understand that it's not uh, about you per se. It's that you know when you exit a herd, they're scared um, of whether you're going to attract a predator or whether or not it's safe for you. And they, what they're trying to do is to hold you back to make sure that you're trying to stay safe. So just understand it from that mentality and it might be a little bit easier for you to swallow. You won't feel as lost. And conversely, when you're trying to enter a new herd, you know, know that these people don't know who you are. You don't have a track record. You don't have a reputation. So they're not sure whether to let you into this herd. And when you're, you know, and you just have to stay persistent and you have to play at the level of that herd. If you want to be in it, you can't be completely different from that herd because again, they're going to be worried that, oh, well, you're different. Either you're going to, you know, be, you're going to drag us down and we're going to be bait for a predator um, or, you know, you're, you're not consistent to what we want. And, you know, if you can't play at this level, then we we're just going to be well ahead of the pack and we're just going to leave you behind. So if you're lost as an entrepreneur, um, you know, take a look at, you know, where you are and take a look at whether you've just left a herd or you're trying to enter a herd. And maybe that lost feeling won't be so bad. Um, it won't feel so bad. At least you'll have context and understanding. And, you know, one of the things that uh, really kind of dictate uh, those feelings is an innate um, issue that we have as, as a human species. Um, you know, all humans uh, have this fear, regardless of how, how much you work on it. Um, I don't think this ever dies in in our in our um, in our lifetime. And we have two primary fears. And uh, Tony Robbins explains this extremely well. Um, if you've ever uh, never seen him or have taken his course, I, I highly recommend it. He dives uh, deeper into it. Uh, I'm going to kind of glaze over it a little bit. I'm going to give you the kind of the Coles notes version. Um, but but people, uh, humans generally have two uh, primary fears, the fear of uh, not being enough and the, the fear of not being loved. And those two fears guide uh, pretty much everything. They're, they're the hidden meaning and the hidden uh, underlying fear to everything. We might manifest it in different ways and, and, and whatnot. But I think if, when you peel back all the layers and really ask what, what that fear is, it's either the fear of not being enough um, or, or fear of not being loved. And actually, you know, fear of you know, not being loved is that you aren't enough for the person to love you. And so that is kind of an important thing to consider. And like I said, those things don't disappear. Um, I don't think they don't disappear in a lifetime, regardless of how much you work at it. And, you know, I'll, I'll take it from the, if, uh, 
I model after successful people. Uh, and if some of the most successful, um, you know, people in the self-development space in the world um, haven't been able to conquer it, I, I would say that it's a, it's a lifetime thing. And so when we're dealing with, uh, you know, the fear of not being enough or the fear of, you know, not getting loved, um, we have to look at it as, uh, those are the things that are going to dictate our focus and our brain will always try to find ways to affirm these beliefs. And so it is up to us to try to be conscious and consciousness sometimes requires an accountability partner. Sometimes you can catch it yourself, but you're not going to catch everything, right? Our, our brains work so fast. It's so vast up there. Like the neural connections are just ridiculously good. Um, we tell ourselves stories. We tell ourselves lies. Um, you know, our brain is hardwired to find, uh, put on a set of goggles that amplify and focus in on the things that make our beliefs true, right? Um, that doesn't look out for, you know, things that make our beliefs false, right? It's, it's only when something that opens our eyes to show us that there is uh, something that's false, um, you know, statistically that we start to change. But up until that point, you know, we're skeptical where we put our blinders on, we're not able to see past, you know, what our beliefs are. And so, you know, I, I truly believe in accountability partner in my coaching programs. Um, you know, I believe that, you know, part of if you're doing one-on-one -on -one with me, um, I'm your accountability partner. But if you're going to be doing your online version uh, later on when we launch these, um, you know, I really, I really implore you to find yourself an accountability partner because uh, that partner is really there to help hold your feet to the fire. They're helping you be a mirrored reflection so you can see what's going on, um, see things that you don't see because your brain has hardwired you um, to kind of do it automatically, you know, in an autonomous fashion. And when it's doing that in an autonomous fashion, you're not able to really see the nuances, right? The little things like the language that you're using, the body language that you're using, you know, the way that you sabotage yourself, you don't see them unless you're super, super conscious or you just happen to be in the right moment. But you're only going to capture a small fraction of that if you're aware. Um, and, and your accountability partner is really the one that's supposed to look at that and go, hey, you know, you're doing this again and again and again. It's a pattern. So you need to be more conscious. And the more that you exercise this muscle, the better that you are going to be able to catch those conscious moments or, you know, those unconscious moments into conscious moments where you can try to make corrections. And by doing that over the long term, you're going to improve that. And so if we're never going to get rid of the fear of being enough or the fear of, you know, uh, not being loved, um, you know, it's, it's when we're you know, manifesting it as, you know, you need to con constantly progress or that you're trying to people please because you want it to be enough. Knowing that you're trying to people please in the moment and being able to stop and say, hey, why am I doing that? Like, you know, is this really necessary? Is this taking away from my life? Empowers you. It, it gives you the opportunity to really stop and think and make a better choice rather than do it to fulfill a deep, dark need that all humans, I think, possess. And so the more that you're able to do that, the better you're going to be able to progress and 
propel yourself forward. Um, you know, you're going to hit milestones faster than when you let your brain uh, take over and you don't have that accountability partner. So I totally believe that accountability partners are really important. Um, and it's important that you find somebody that you trust and that you're willing to be open and honest uh, and candid with. And, and that's the hard part. So I never recommend a spouse unless you have a really, really good relationship with a spouse, because, you know, with that comes a new set of beliefs and, you know, uh, and, and they'll, they'll add a layer of emotions with it um, and, and pull out historical data uh, that may or may not be true if you've worked past them. And, and that causes your brains to shut down. That causes, you know, um, you know, a level of anxiety and stress um, that puts you back into the place of not being enough or not being loved. Because if you, you know, if you're having problems, you know, balancing work-life issues and, you know, you're sharing that with the spouse, the spouse might get angry or feel cheated about that. And they're going to act in that way. And then now you're going to, you're going to perpetuate the cycle of, oh, well, I can't tell her everything and, or him and everything, because, you know, if I keep talking about this, they, they won't love me anymore. Right. And, and, or they'll feel me that I'm not enough uh, and whatever those things are. So I generally try to tell people uh, when you find an accountability partner, find somebody who is um, an arm's length to you, um, but that somebody that you would trust uh, and that you can be free with. And if you're going to be an accountability partner, um, you're not there to judge a person. You're not there to tell them what to do. Uh, you're there to show them who they are, what they're doing as a reflection, and then giving them an opportunity to, uh, to have that space to think about what they want to do as a resolution. Um, and so as an accountability partner, we're there to just listen. We're there to present facts, you know, and, you know, we can offer our own opinions, but you make sure that you understand that they're your opinions, um, but ultimately that the person who's on the other side, um, you know, who's your, uh, who you're accountable to um, is making their own decision. Then they're, they're just using you as a, a place to reflect, um, be introspective, but be in a safe environment where they can kind of talk it out um, and and come to their own realizations, right? Because their realizations are going to be uh, uh, critical for them. And, and you can offer your opinions uh, as a sidebar, but um, don't use it as a matter of fact tool. Offer them as options and opinions, but not as a solution. Okay, um, so that's all I'm going to talk about today because I want to keep all of our podcasts about 30 minutes or so. Um, and and if you find that this is too long, please let me know. Um, send me a message. I'm on Instagram. Um, you can send it at 360photo. Uh, and it's all spelled out. I'd love to hear from you guys. If you like this podcast, please let me know. Uh, if you want more uh, things of this nature, please let me know. If you have certain topics that you kind of want me to touch on, please let me know. Um, your follow and uh, subscription to this podcast means absolute world to me. If you could share it with somebody, I would be deeply appreciated. Um, but until next week, uh, I hope you guys have a great week and make it, make it an awesome day. I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. Your time is valuable and I'm deeply humbled that you're spending that time with me. I want to make this channel something really great, something you can really enjoy and get a lot of value out of. So if you have any suggestions or comments, please connect with me and let me know. If you enjoyed this content, I'd love it if you'd share it with somebody else and if you'd leave a comment on iTunes for me. This helps me rank higher on the search engines. And as always, tune in next week as we dig deeper into marketing and business. Until next time, have a great day.